Episode 4, welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and anything I, bad that I might say about Geneva is simply because I'm jealous that I didn't get to go. Except when I get to talking about the new Ferrari, of course, because that thing, we'll get there. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Blake Z. Wrong and his glorious head of hair. The hair <laughs> Hi, is Blake. sweet. Hello. Our guest this evening is Tom Morningstar, one of the founders of The Smoking Tire and a rather terrific cameraman whose work can be seen all over the interwebs. Thank you for being here, Mr. Morningstar. Thanks for having me. And his hair does look very... It is. It's glorious. Thank you. It's like too perfect. All right. I want to touch it, but we have HR. Yeah, you are. That'd be weird. Nice. Uh... Before we get started, I'm going to go around the table and talk about what beers we're drinking, just because it's it's very important. Blake stepped it up greatly over the last week. He brought an old, uh, let's see, Panapol from Belgium? Yeah, it's from, yeah. I Literally brought, from Belgium. I brought this from Belgium, and it's from the city of Bruges. You know, fucking oh, Bruges. 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 Oh, yeah. fucking Obviously, Bruges. it was Bruges. Yeah. I, I took well, a sip. Where else it was tasty. Would I go right, yeah. exactly. Nice. Yeah, where are you going to go? Uh, Smithville. Can I have French fries? <laughs> <laughs> Jonestown. Um, so, <laughs> and then Fritz. Mr. Morningstar has a bottle, a glass of oaked, arrogant bastard ale from Stone, which is mighty, mighty delicious. Mighty, stuff. mighty proper. Yeah, good Ruination stuff. Ruination, amazing as Very well. California. We're keeping it California because yep. they're down in Carlsbad, and then I've got one from Fullerton, courtesy of Bootleggers Brewery. This is Palomino Pale Ale. Didn't you drink that is, last week? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I'm bringing it back because this is stuff. what the average American beer should taste like because it's delicious. When you right. don't want to go not, full not blown Budweiser? IPA. This is, not Budweiser. This should be the national I thought, standard. I thought no, it's Boulevard. 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 No, Boulevard. no. This is, this is the real king of the west of the Rockies. So you claim. Yes, right. I do. So and I'll make you chug some later on. I turn left only. <laughs> Drink um, America. So I want to dive right in because the Geneva Auto Show just happened. No, we weren't invited. But, you know, there's greater injustices in the world. First car I want to bring up is the brand new Lamborghini Venino, or I don't know how you pronounce Ven- it. Venero. We just got an eyeball from Nino because th- he thinks we said his name. Um, Veneno, Venino. Venetian. I think it's friggin' awesome Verano. because it's just crazy wild, insane power, insane looks. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen it. Okay, you? here's the deal. Hey, nerds out there, go look up the... <laughs> The uh, Lamborghini Pergunta concept from the early Ooh. '90s, because that's what it looks like, and there's nothing wrong with that, and that's awesome. Good claim. Yeah. I like the. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a main. The car has a dorsal fit. Pergunta. I haven't even seen it. You, I mean, you, you got to <laughs> look it crazy. up. You're smart to avoid Geneva content because sometimes yeah. it gets a little overwhelming, and then you're also thinking, man, I wish I was. In it is overwhelming. We had what five supercars there. Oh, at least. Yeah. It is the spot. Six. Spot for that stuff. It's it? it's kind yeah, of overkill. Yeah. Uh, I don't Geneva, know, it's kind of the big one now. It's, it's it? not. Yeah, they don't do this in Detroit. You know, uh, what is it? should like, do this in Chicago. Mastretta New York, show Los up Angeles. Angeles. Right. Really Chicago happens, really show up that Ram Promaster. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but b- besides how the car looks, it has a V12 engine. And it's pushing out 750 horsepower, and I'm sure it goes zero to 60 in under three seconds, and I'm sure it goes over 200 miles per hour. And they're only making three of them, and they've all been sold. Yes, and they're all <laughs> I think just under three and a half, four million dollars. Yeah, and exactly. one of them's going to Stephen Winkleman. Or- Winkleman, Steven one of the best Winkleman. dressed CEOs. We always, I, I see him on the lawn at Pebble all the time. He is the best suit, super sharp. The big event, he looks fucking awesome. I want, yeah. I want. Suits he looks like that. very happy. I to want be a suit him. like that. Yeah, I want that suit. I want that suit. All his suits, I, I'll tailor them after he's done <laughs> exactly. with them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because he's kind of a tall dude, right? It. Yeah, yeah. They probably yeah I want my Macy's suit to now, look like that, too. Now, be sweet. sliding away from Ferrari, we have to talk about the other Italian in the room. Again, sorry, Nino, not you. But Did you just uh, say sliding away from Ferrari, we have to talk about what Ferrari? Sliding away from Lamborghini, we have to talk okay. about the other Italian that there was in go. the room. I'm talking about one of the worst-named cars 
in the history of cars. The 1954 Dodge LaFerrari. <laughs> Meow. The Ferrari LaFerrari. By Ferrari. <laughs> Yo, dog, we heard you like Ferrari. The stats are very impressive. It's a 6.3 liter V12 plus an electric motor. Combined, 949 horsepower. And That's God amazing. damn, it looks awesome. That's not it where I was amazing. going with this. No, it seriously looks I'll, amazing. I'll take my 918. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Also, the front end of the LaFerrari looks like a C7 kit car gone wrong. Ouch. Ugh. Ouch. Ouch. It is gross. Harsh. Nothing just else too to loud. say other than just poop. Poop. The, the fer- Ferraris just- and Lamborghinis are just a little too loud for people that wealthy sometimes. And I, th- I think the 918 is not loud in that way. And you're not obnoxious for driving one. Right. Maybe yeah, that, that's and the I think that's the way difference the- between Porsche and Ferrari that goes all the way back in yeah, history. Yeah, but so. as, as ideals shift with more electric and less gas, you know, the, the look should shift too. It shouldn't get more wingy and more flappy and bullshit. It should just kind of get smoothed out. I don't think yeah. the Ferrari is that flat, uh, like weenie or anything. From the front, it doesn't really, from the front, it looks disgusting. The profile's all right, and it reminds me of um, what's his name there in New York, his uh, Pininfarina. Glickenhaus. P four five. Yeah, thank he's you. Uh, yeah, that guy's exactly. from my hometown. Right. I've had many, many a conversation. Which your hometown, Tom? Rye, New York. Yeah, that was from Edmond. <laughs> that's where uh, that's where Betty and Henry Francis live in Madman. Anyway, that's the cars. Wow, that was random. Yes. Uh, so the profile's cool. The front end is disgusting, and then the, I'm sure the stats are. I think it can hit like 217 or something yeah. crazy. It better be able to in this world, you know. Right Honestly, now. Ferrari front ends look pretty horrible these days because I mean, the 458s all right. I mean, the winglets are a little no, funny. Front ends pretty bad. Are they? What do they look like at 160? Has anyone ever got a picture of that? <laughs> no, they're, they're probably like on the ground. Yeah, they, yeah they f- that would be actually a really cool picture. Yeah. We gotta we gotta figure that one out. Who's got All right, a Tom? Of that? You're the camera man. Make it work. Make and it I, work. I, I was camera car. I recently was driving in the canyons with another journalist who happened to have a four five eight Spider because he's a lucky bastard. Well, yeah. he also works for a very well known publication. And the <laughs> Which car, you are not mentioning. The car reason. I'll mention it. L.A. Times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the car sounds amazing. Looks amazing. It was amazing, amazing. And yeah, as soon as he left, I was way in the distance and. All that stuff, but it was great hearing it reverberate through the canyons. It's like just follow the noise. Oh, it's uh, glorious! Yeah. <laughs> uh, it looked fantastic. I was very jealous. But Have I, you driven one? I've never driven a four five eight. I was lucky enough to drive one like four years ago. Where'd you drive it? I drove Rob's. Oh, okay. Car. Was it insane? We were shooting it. It was awesome. Which Rob is this? Freddie from New York. It was the Gotham Dream Car. We oh, were doing right, like a right. promo shoot, and we all took a spin, and it was pretty awesome. Nice. You really don't have to look at what gear you're in so much because you're shifting constantly. And there's really? so much. There's so many gears. In right? It. How many gears? You just like bam, bam. You short shift every gear. We were in tight roads, so it's, it, it's, it doesn't uh, matter. Designed by the guys from Fast and Furious. There's 15 gears. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> it's it's actually a truck. It's designed by Mac. When it's that high revving and there's that many yeah, gears. you just and keep the it paddles. Up. You right. Just keep yeah. That's awesome. I keep it low. The so only I spin out. <laughs> I short only, shift the. <laughs> the only Ferrari I've driven was a 308, and it was atrocious. That's pretty bitching. Because I drove it out of a parking lot, which was a horrible experience just because you're, like, wrenching on it because it's power no nothing. power, right. And then you get on the street, and I did a down and back, and, like, that was pretty much it. The car at speed is supposed to be nice. Uh-huh. At not speed, it's awful. Did you grow Looks very cool. Did you yeah. instantly grow a mustache? Uh, I, <laughs> I grew chest hair. It yeah. sprouted forth. And I had to get out of the car because then I started shedding. Um, Gross. I, Thanks I, for that visual. I mentioned... Yeah, let's get off body hair for a second. <laughs> I, uh, I mentioned that I think the Ferrari, La Ferrari, looks the like Ferrari. a kit car. Uh, but I said a C7 kit car. Speaking of the C7, Blake, 
you just interviewed the designer of the C7. Yeah. Nice yeah. segue. I interviewed Kirk Benion. No, I actually got his last name. And, um, yeah, the article is up on autoweek.com if anyone wants well, to read it. If it's um, already my, up, spill the my, beans. That's what, my plug What was voice. it like? Um, he's a he's an extremely nice guy. He's very he's very reserved. He um I asked him a lot of like um kind of you know because Auto Week interviewed him before and just bugged the shit out of him about aerodynamics. He loves talking about aerodynamics, 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 aerodynamics all the time. But it's I, the um, future. It is the future. So I hear. So are hover cars. <laughs> but um, I asked him about like you know where do you think your legacy is going to be because you know the Corvette's got Bill Mitchell and Zora and all these fantastic legendary people behind it. So where do you think you're going to fit in with them? And he said uh. It's not so much me, but it's the car, and the car's the stuff. That's what he said. And Smart um, man, I like you know, that. He's got to he's got to preserve the car for uh, today, and then, you know, leave it ready for future generations. And the, the interesting thing he said about the Corvette is that it's never retro. It's always a, every Corvette generation is a sign of the times it was designed in. So, you know, it's all one philosophy. Like, you know, you get a long hood, and you get a short deck, and. Uh, but you know, different different decades will carry different interpretations of that. So the yeah. current Corvette, you know, whether you like it or not, is definitely a reflection of the two thousands. Totally agree. Also, he hates pop up headlights. That's a lot of people do. Yeah, though. I like pop up. I like headlights. pop up <laughs> cool. I think you can get like another four or five miles an hour on the top end, and Zach's Miata. He said when the headlights are down. Nice. Yeah, I nice. like it. My first dark. car had pop up headlights. Yeah, actually, I saw my second car. Had pop-up uh, a mutual friend of ours <laughs> owns an Opel GT, and I saw the pop up headlights there in action. And nice. it's fucking crazy. It they 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 switch they um, move sideways, so they just rotate on oh, really? the axis. I didn't know like that. Way quick. Yeah, exactly. Just go shugunk, and it sounds like that too. It's like shugunk, like one of those like <laughs> like you mean business. The lights yeah. are on. Business, serious business. Lights, headlights it's, activated. It's, it sounds like one of those punch card machines, like shugunk, like no, that. no. Do the other the other sound. Shugunk. There it is. Shugunk. 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 It's fantastic. Um, so where would you interview him? Like at the Peterson or somewhere? At cool the Peterson, or? right okay. before the gala, before we saw all these people with ponytails. At the, ga- the gala, did you say? Yeah, the gala. The gala. They had a – it was a Corvette Days. Uh, Celebrating was it? the 60th anniversary of the Corvette. And they had a bunch of speakers like Dick Goldstrand, Legendary Racers. They auctioned off all these parts from the 2011 Le Mans car. So if you wanted to buy a carbon fiber right-hand uh, driver's side mirror – <laughs> sure, people pay. Seriously, it's thousand way bucks. Too much. Somebody paid a thousand bucks for that thing. Yeah. Why aren't we talking about the most important car right now, the new GT3? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's go. the most important because it's <laughs> dropping the price, hopefully, on the car I want, yes. which is the outgoing one. Right. Nice. And you can get yours with a stick still. Yeah. This well, is you, your, this is your wait, dream hold on car. A second. Right? It's not even available in a manual? Nope. The new all? one? Nope. PDK no. only. Oh, that's so fucked up. You know, yeah. you know, honestly. Oh man, that's I've, like I've saddening. I have come to live with that because nobody's no, building manuals I, anymore. Ferrari doesn't build manuals. Lamborghini yeah. hasn't had manuals in like ten years, and you know, Porsche is obviously acknowledging Something that the PDK about faster. Nailing those shifts, though, my friend. You can buy yeah. an old GT3 and still well, get manuals. That's really so sad, actually, because they should have at least had an option. And they I said they must have. They, they Porsche can't do that. said that's when the big up. news is coming out about Ferrari and Lamborghini are switching away from. Manuals. Porsche said we will build them as long as our customers want them. Right. They said that, and now I guess their customers. I don't think want it'd well, be like a fifty-fifty split on a car like that. Like the douchebags who don't really drive it would get right. the paddles, right. and the number crunching. People. Like the guys he's driving to work nerds, in his yeah. suit, Tracked in, revving right, it out. Yeah. Like the shift. Bro. Uh, well, I mean, it down like people in Crenshaw. LA traffic would get it because you know that's understandable. Yeah. But I think anyone else would just be kind of embarrassing. But honestly, if there's like any company out there that can go- do automatics only, I'm okay that it's Porsche because the PDK is fantastic. I know. PDK is the best one. PDK I know is where yeah. there's one for sale, by the way. Oh, yeah. I'm not ready yet. Most well, of what I don't say. Tempt don't tempt him. And then it's in, a, it's in a wildly rare color. Yeah? Like a, like a baby blue. 
with black wheels. Okay. From the factory. That's cool. I think they only made White four or red of them. for me. White or red. They only made like four of these, though. Now I get the blue. One's cool. in Australia, and it's right-hand drive. And then this is one of the other ones. And I got to see it the other day, and the guy would the guy hardly like, ever drive. Is it like super? Light I need a beat on like that so nice really really vivid, almost neon blue that some a lot of Porsche. Okay, maybe a cross between those. I don't like know. that on your label there, on like the, the edge of the, like a blend of in between. Them, okay, which you can't see. That doesn't help. Listening at home, but no. okay. Um, so visual. I don't know. I wouldn't be buying a visual. I'd, I'd want one that's beat on because I'm going to beat on it. Yeah. Scratch it. So and I'm going to drive, yeah. a, well, the, drive the road, only, the long only, road trips. And the only thing that would be cool about this one is that the guy I don't think gives a, sh- a shit about it because uh-huh. he's here working from Germany. Mm-hmm. He bought this to have fun. He works for a different German automaker. But then you ask him, "Do, do you want to drive that car?" He goes, "No." And he, so, <laughs> but he rarely drives yeah. the Porsche. It just sits there. And so you know he's going to go back to Germany in six months, and it's probably be like, oh, but I have to sell. So you know, seventy eighty grand. There does he own an RX? Really good deal. Seven. <laughs> great deal for the car, it seems to me. Speaking of Europe, yes, there's some oh. European news that I wanted to talk about. Europe is finally getting a Mustang of their own, a Ford Mustang. Oh, this is bullshit. They're getting a four cylinder turbo Mustang. Oh come on, it's the SVO, That's and cool. we're not getting it. It's going to be a 2.3 liter EcoBoost making 300 horsepower, and it's Europe only. I'm okay. How many liters? I'm okay with that. They're taking the two liter and pushing it to 2.3. That's not enough. Wait a minute. How many horsepower? How much? 300. Dude, the the best one so far was the Terlingua Supercharged Six. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. That was one of Matt and I's first travel shooting gigs in Garage 419 a long time ago. We drove from Detroit in a Mustang GT down to Terlingua, Texas, for like a Carroll Shelby. Right. He was there and everything. We're driving the new Terlingua. Yeah, that's where that poster, Reunion Natural Lingua, comes from. But uh, that car pulled great. Supercharged and six. It was, yeah, it was. And that was the older, three, not as four good. Four or five years ago. Six. Yes, ex- exactly. Wow. I mean, and that was great. Well, I didn't want the V8. It was lighter in the right. front, it felt better. Right. Everything. Yeah, I recently. was the only Mustang I'd probably ever want to own still. I recently, fairly recently, drove a, a V6 Mustang with the track pack and the Recaro seats, which you can now get on the track, and I enjoyed it more than the GT. They know how to make them handle now. They yes, handle good. They do. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, it's it's. Everybody talks about, oh, it's Mustang versus Camaro. I'm like, sorry, man, yeah. Mustang's graduated. Camaro's just doing his thing, and then Challenger's just loping down the street. And you've, uh, and oh, you've which is Camaro's fine because the Challenger track, is different. Though. And you've driven a Camaro, and I'm like the only guy on the new Camaro's good on the Camaro. So. The ZL1's like. Oh, the ZL1's the first Camaro I've ever enjoyed, but I haven't driven the 1LE. I was with Chris Harris when he compared them to us. I was in the car when he was doing his hot laps and stuff, and the Camaro felt felt a bunch better around Montessori. Really? Just from the right seat while Versus GT500 or? Yeah, new GT500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd rather have the GT500 because if you want a handling car, you don't go American Okay, I wasn't going to say a lot during this show, but (laughs) Chris is here. Everyone go home. Okay, I we Chris had, Hayes, our producer. Yeah, we had the GT500 and the ZL1 one week after another. The night and day difference between them. The ZL1 is so far ahead of the GT500. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Just ridiculous. GT500, I mean, the ZL1. I had just driven a C63 the week before. The ZL1 was better than the C63. I totally agree I with you, those, except I take yeah. the Boss 302 over both of those other ones, even though it's Boss down was on amazing. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I kind of think a four-cylinder turbo Mustang could be kind of cool. Especially Some, making 300 horse, and you know the tuners would be. You know it's laggy. Probably, probably you know it's a laggy 300. Yeah, well, if not, if it's an EcoBoost though. 
That, EcoBoost, their torque curve is actually pretty phenomenal. It, is that it, by turbo? Um, no, it, not that one. The three and a half liter is. Oh, okay. is. But their their torque curves are the same no matter what size of their motors. They they get torque at like seventeen fifty up through four five thousand. So it's really impressive for a turbocharged engine, and it's really impressive that all the different sizes the torque curves feel the same, which is really cool. Good mapping. It sucks we don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Used um, to that by now, and and on Top Gear they already talked about it, uh, and they said they don't want it, so <laughs> which is great. Um, but I want to delve into a little bit of what's going on in your life or what has car wise. Uh, you do a lot of work for the Drive Network uh, yep. through JF with Tangent Vector. Yep. Uh, you work with some of the automakers. So you've been to cool places. You've seen a shitload of cool cars. Uh, really do you spoiled. have a favorite car that you've shot for Drive? Is there any one? I mean, you've done Koenigsegg's. You've yeah. done tons of stuff. Uh, the Drive stuff, I, when I think of a favorite car, usually it's like the favorite shoot. So okay, that makes location, sense. Our, uh, our Northwestern trip to Oregon and everything, that was really awesome. And I got to go to like a half a day of rally school at Dirtfish. Oh, nice. So that's the Randy Grubb episode, which right. came out awesome. And then the Dirtfish episode, those were pretty good. And then... Um, in LA, the Venom shoot was pretty cool. Sure. The first one. Okay. We right. only had like three or four miles. Was that miles. Steven Tyler's car? Yeah. <laughs> John let Matt drive it for like three or four miles. So we had like ca- multiple cameras rolling right. every get the time. Shot, get the you shot. Know? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but that one was really fun because the editing was really fun. I found a good music track and it kind of all just worked together with That's the nice. ep- epicness of the car. Nice. So that one was was definitely you couldn't do uh, any Steven Tyler music from Armageddon or anything like that. No, no, for, I, don't, I don't think it would let <laughs> couldn't us. Couldn't license it. No, it's a little <laughs> steep for our budgets. Probably, <laughs> probably about licensing that one of his tracks is probably about ten to twenty times the budget of a single episode. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> for yeah. us to produce. Right. Yeah, no, that's but I'm sure uh, that's we hefty. like to do. We like to do it. So how wild is the Hennessy Venom? It's pretty awesome. Is it insane? The uh, the car feels really really good. It's, that's awesome. It's, just and the, the sound and everything. A million dollar car, I think it's it, it's worth a million dollars. The Tyler one the is the only roofless one, right? Or something like so that? So far. So far. So far. Right. Okay. There's more um, coming, now, I promise. Besides <laughs> the drive stuff, um, because that's taken you to different spots of not just the country but the world. Yeah. But you've also done some other stuff. Um, like I know you were in Alaska shooting yeah. Porsches. And I mean some of those stuff's got to be fun. What was that like taking the Cayenne diesels? They're, to the snowy cold. Or was it even snowy when you went? Uh, no, we went in the summer to Alaska, <laughs> thankfully. It was more like really pretty and being in Alaska kind of just makes you want to own a gun and shoot something furry and then put it on a fire and right. like, do man shit. I'm right. like watching guys go out in boats and like bring back salmons half the size of uh, their body and they're, they have like the, caught the limit and right. they're going to freeze them and that's going to be like food in their in their freezer like all winter so you got to go do some push-ups real quick and like yeah. just get into your own head and, and you're carrying bear spray around all the time you kind of want to see a bear holy shit so that was that was a good location and then the Koenigsegg shoot those were the last two really really awesome and they, they have their own facility right or yeah they just they use an airport runway a lot they have um they have a, a hangar and a barracks at an air force base barracks a, a former airport oh okay the, the barracks is turned into like their offices right. so and then the hangar for the planes is turned into the production line that's and sick. uh it's like a seven station production line so there's seven car seven to ten cars probably wow in a three-month stage is it really no i think it's about a month uh, speaking Start of Koenigsegg, do you know how often they turn a car out? Or I think it's how about many per one year? a month. I, I think really. Uh, I think they're in two, they're definitely in 
low teens a year, I think. And, and that's actually uh, more than I would have thought. That's impressive. Really? Yeah, yeah. it is. Because I would um, imagine like a, a Pagani's probably much lower than that. Like or at least half. I, don't know I would about, think about their. Uh, maybe they need to up the game. Order up uh, a series about themselves. Certainly, I they're going to they feel do. the pressure. Yeah. I mean, Christian's Christian is an awesome dude. Brilliant, and, right? Um, his wife is so beautiful, <laughs> which is, I think, worth mentioning. Yeah, I think because, so. Because, you know, Every, have everybody, as soon as everybody hears yeah, that, they're yeah. going to try to Google her. Oh, God, shit. Everybody's going to spell the name oh, wrong. I shouldn't though. have done that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But uh, he's, he's a really awesome guy, and he could talk for an hour to you. It, he's the front man of his company. He started as his baby. She and, was on the uh, series. That's why. She, she was? Yeah, she was in one of the episodes. I haven't seen the last one or two. Because uh, we're on like a mini hiatus, right? But um, so he's he's awesome, fantastic guy. That's awesome. I'd like to drink with him. I don't know if, know if he drinks. We just kind of he has to. He's Scandinavian. He's yeah, got to. He's got to. Got what to. else are you going to do in your six months of nothing? <laughs> Drive Koenig six. Yeah, exactly. Um, in the dark. So we actually already touched on your dream car. That was going to be my next question. Well, unless sure. there's others. There's uh, there's, there's obviously like crazy dream cars, right? But um, uh, a car for. Hopefully, before I'm 30, was would be a GT3 or GT3 RS, just because I had a good life experience in one. I said I'm going to get one of these one day. And I, I've actually I, I knew that this was the car you wanted, mm-hmm. and I, I've also been told that you would daily drive it. Oh, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, that's awesome. That's not. I mean, I, I'm like in LA now without a car. I'm like boycotting right. cars. Well, that that actually goes <laughs> to my next my next <laughs> next question. Why are you such a hippie cyclist asshole? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I moved here from Manhattan. So I didn't have a car there. Um, I haven't had a car since college, pretty much, because I've been living in New York City. And right. There's no, there's no point. Right. We always had press cars. I got my adrenaline rush from karting and stuff like that. Sure. So street cars are just problems for me because I always drive ten tenths and some, something happens. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes. Um, something always happens. I don't know. I got I, Matt always had a car. He always let me borrow it, and we live such a good lifestyle. I can walk to anywhere I need really. Um, and occasionally I just go to the supermarket and that's about it. All right. my work is traveling and we live so close to the airport. When you uh, – I actually am curious because I do I, – I, I'm a lazy asshole. <laughs> so when I see and hear – and I, I hate to tangent off of cars here, but I, I brought it up. When you go for these rides, how long, how long are you going? Uh, usually two to, two to four or five hours, usually about three. How many miles is that? Fifty-ish. <sighs> it's fun. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I'm just used to it. Hey, go, hey guys, I'm going down to Orange County. Yeah. I'll be back. I, I usually ride from Playa del Rey to Pepperdine and back, which is like 50 that's a, miles. That's a good ride. Yeah, it's out there. It's, and sometimes, if if I'm feeling really brave, I'll go up Latigo and back, and then ride back that's, down. For if you guys don't know, that is a very good Big driving fucking road. Fucking hill. Yeah, it's actually a good one uh, because it's really rough tarmac, so there's like less bikes. And uh, cars on it. People oh, don't really yeah. choose it as much. Right. Except assholes like me and my Miata. Yeah. Right. It could, well, now you got the suspension, so you're not going to bounce out of the seats. Yeah, that's true. But I'll just bounce into Tom, apparently. Sorry. That's okay. Yes. So, Blake, I'm turning my attention back to you here. Hey, um, I'm, I'm still here. Just Look because I, I j- was just reminded of an event that you and I both attended, not at the same time. Right. We just did uh, that whole Sprinter van thing. Yeah, all right. So the idea was that Mercedes wanted to show off its uh, 2013 Sprinter vans. Sprinter. Sprinter, yeah. Sprinter. Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, indeed. <laughs> and um, they have a new adaptive ESP, which is um, which is derived from the track control on their car systems, but it actually has um, sensors in the back that uh, account for where the where your cargo is, 
where it's going to move during a corner and how high it's stacked from the ground. So when you're going around a corner, it's actually going to balance the track control out to compensate for where the load's going to go. When you're wait, 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 hold on. Just say science. It's it's, say science. it's friggin' genius. Say magic. It's or friggin' science. genius. It's it's yeah. It is genius because I like I, I was I saw the demonstration too. I actually wrote about it on Hooniverse. People that are still listening. Yes, I wrote about it on Hooniverse. There's the picture of the car on two uh, the Sprinter on two wheels. Yes, actually, I know the the Sprinter gets a, li- a little bit of slack because it's much more expensive than an E series or a Savannah or the e something like that. Is, uh, well, the E series that we drove was, crap. was horrible. Well, that's the new one too, which is But there's a reason that Mercedes didn't bring a, a GM or Chevy product to the event because it would have been pretty Or a Dodge. Well, actually, I asked him about that, and I was like, why didn't you bring a Transit? And one, because well, they couldn't get their hands right. on a Transit. And two, the E-Series is still 50% of the market. And Chevy and uh, GMC are still building the Express and Savannah, which are equally just as decrepit as the Econoline. But then we bring, I brought up the Nissan NV to them, and they laughed. They said yeah, they has, laughed at me, too. no market yeah. share. Because no, I asked the same doesn't. question about the yeah. Transit. The only people that have that is Motor Trend, and they have is a long-termer, and that's it. And all they use that for is moving moving when people what, get the Yeah, the NV. Oh. They have a long-term I went to the launch of that. I yeah. actually was pretty impressed with it, but I don't know you enough about the, the commercial space. And the V8's almost overkill. Come, you can get this Nissan NV. So imagine a big cargo van. Empty. Really weird looking. I drove it empty uh-huh. with a 5.6 liter V8 up front. So no weight. It's kind of crazy. And driving it through the streets of Miami, no idea where I am. And I'm just like cutting people off and hammering it. But it drove. It was really easy to drive. But then the, the thing I don't like to tell people is during the drive route, because it was the launch of the car, it was a ridiculous place for a launch. The, the hotel we the stayed at was where LeBron lives, and we're there for the Nissan NV. But so the next day we go to a Lowe's uh, department store, or a, um, like a Home Depot, and they fill up each one with lumber and supplies and all this stuff, like you would if you had one of those vans. Did so you build a house with Jimmy Carter? No, no. They put they put the stuff. I didn't have to lay like firewood. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. They just put pallets of stuff in there. Well, it's a press trip. You don't have to wipe. Well, your own right. Here's the part that I didn't. That Why part was cool. Sweat? The thing we do after that is we go to the Habitat for Humanity headquarters. See, I was right. And then Habitat unloads everything. So again, I didn't lay a finger, but I still got the T-shirt, and I and feel terrible about it. Oh, the T-shirt. Yeah, you can't. Uh, you can't wear that. I yet. do because yeah, well, actually, I recently got rid of it because I ruined it. But it said Habitat. That's even worse. Miami. <laughs> so I was like, oh, Miami, gotta wear it. But I, every time I wore it, I felt really guilty. Because right, you didn't do any of the work. Put it in the used clothing bin. Well, I think that's what I actually did. Schmexican will end up with it. <laughs> yes. Well, we don't have those here. Schmexicans. Nope. No, I think um, we do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, honestly, well, they, they, you did do something. You drove the lumber there. You had to deliver the lumber somehow. So right. that's part of the work. And then I smiled and shook their hands and graced the, the, yeah. <laughs> Then you ate uh, some free food and left. Right. Oh, and then actually, part. we had dinner on a yacht. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear LeBron? to God, did he we get LeBron? Hit, LeBron wasn't did he, did he there. Did get LeBron to press, stand inside so the van? At the Press end of the drive, are amazing. they're yeah. ridiculous. Do people know what what we, the, your we, listeners we understand? We delved into it a little bit, and I actually think that people kind of like to hear this stuff. Oh yeah, oh, hopefully right. it's not good detrimental sto- to us. Stories. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I have a good quote from a guy. I'm about to do guy. one next week, so it's going to be fun. Um, yeah. It's obviously they take care of you with everything. And one of my good friends, Dave Engelman from Porsche, he helps with one of my good friends. Okay, he is. I see him all the time. What are you talking about? He shoots video shoot. for them. I shoot, yeah, he's so funny. The Porsche guys are cool. Uh, so. He uh, hard to reach sometimes, but that happens. Very he much. said uh, the questions he always gets asked when promo- when uh, proposing to journalists that they come out to his trips are, um, "What's the free grip- gift?" Journalists actually ask that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what will there, will there be shrimp? That's number two. And three is, will there be enough? 
You know what? I'm going to start, asking, just goes I'm gonna start to show. asking everybody these questions, ironically. Well, actually, actually yeah, ironically. It's funny you say he's sometimes hard to reach. I have an email into him right now, and I haven't heard back yet. <laughs> not actually. about shrimp or a trip, though. Uh, no, I don't know if you talked to Calvin. Do you talk to Calvin no, or uh, Nick? Because they're way easier to reach. Yeah, Calvin, Nick, Calvin I talk, and I are Nick's cool, pretty yeah. cool. I but like Calvin. Nick's hilarious. He's a fun guy. Speaking about the press trip stuff, yes, you're absolutely right. It's insane. We just drove Nissan NVs. We're in Miami, mm-hmm. and then we go outside our hotel. And Miami, yeah, there's a yacht, and we go outside the city. And Did you cruise out? Yeah, we cruised oh, yeah. out. We oh, had yeah. dinner. We came back, and then they really fucking to do like it. to bring us back down to earth that we weren't balling like we thought we were. They had a the valet there. There was a Carrera GT, and this kid walks out who looked like he was probably at the 21 s- at the same time. Yes, <laughs> and he walks out with this this lady on his arm who was probably six feet tall, <laughs> 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Insanely hot looking. Yeah. They get into that car, and it sounded like he had straight pipes on it. Oh, and we hear him sick. for like two miles into the distance. And all of us journalists are like, "Man, fuck you, fucking where's my <laughs> all you journalists? All, all all us journalists were like, man, we're gonna climb in our Nissan NVs and go back to Lowe's.' Right. All the uh, Carrera GT guys I talked to, owner Carrera GT owners uh, who were, were at the 918 stuff. Um, said they really want the 19. They like it more already. Really? Yeah. Nice. There's purists, and there's definitely something for it. Because the Carrera it, GT actively tries to kill you. Right. They're like, this thing is amazing with the active steering and all the controls and stuff like that to uh, handle the, the – actually, the weight you know isn't what? even that much considering everything that, that's in right. there. Yeah, that actually reminds me. You know what would be amazing. interesting if you take a bunch of Acura NSX owners and show them the new NSX and ask them, do they want that one? Yeah, mm. because that would be completely. It's it's a hybrid. It's not designed by Senna because he's dead, and um, it's completely different than the current. Nobody else can drive that drive. fast in penny true. loafers. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite internet clip. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, what's the call? The Japanese drift cam doing a toge run in his. He's doing the same thing. Leather uh, is, penny loafers about, with the little flap. Ken Gushi. No, Suchia, no. <laughs> Suchia. Oh. Okay, because I rode with Ken Gushi at uh, Willow Springs. And when you're going down the back straight at 90 yeah. miles an hour, going to the downhill chicane, you kind of get a new sense of morality. Yeah. Willow Springs. Oh, you're going down the back straight into the chicane that goes uh, downhill into the left at nice. 90 miles an hour in an FRS. Well, you getting? Oh, you trust them. You getting? Yeah, of course. You <laughs> getting dirt in in your pants, and I'm being kind when I say dirt, because I, I mean poop. Is oh, a really? great place for us to take a break. Probably pour another beer. Regroup, I gotta clean out these shorts, and we'll be back in another minute. We'll see you guys in a moment. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Listen to the guy. We're good. Hand, yeah, we're, we're running. Listen to the guy with the fantastic. All right, welcome back to episode four of the Hooniverse podcast. Uh, we just refilled our faces with beer. Whammy, <laughs> whammy. Um, and it's time to talk about new cars. We'll keep it brief because I know some of you, your eyes will start to. So, Jeff, over. what are you driving this week? I am driving. The pinnacle of luxury cars for people who do not care about cars. The Lexus ES350. You know, as Alan Partridge mm-hmm. said, it's the Japanese Mercedes. Do you think that was the one we had right before? Is it red? Silver? No. no. no you're, this is red. Yeah, it's red. It's So here's the thing. It looks nicer on the outside. Mm-hmm. They did a really good job on the Sporty. inside. The engine is, is f- adequate. Yeah. It's very comfortable. The handling and brakes are atrocious. Okay, so but that is kind of like the that's Hyundai the Zero formula. Two weeks ago, yes, yeah, which is also red, yes. same color. That's a random, yeah, that's a good yeah. callback. Actually, have um, you noticed some interior things feel very dated in new Lexuses? Like certain switches, you're like, "Well, that was in my car 15 years ago." Yes, R- yes, but clock in, in the new. So the in the new ES, retro, like in that. the new GS, digital. 
they did a really good job. And they tried to translate some of that to the ES, and I can't wait to see what the inside of the new IS looks like. Because it's the got the LFA one. gauge that moves to the side and everything. We just yeah, had the us. IS. The IS is going to have that you know LFA gauge that moves. Oh, that's and there's like a screen and everything. It's fucking cool. We that just had so. a flight of Lexuses. Yeah, I, I know, know that. Because you had the GS. I, yeah, I had to take the ISF home. No, one we night. had an IS, an IS, and an IS. I think, right? You had an IS-350, an IS-250, an IS-F. I didn't have all the... Zach told me about it. Literally, you had the ISIS. Literally, yeah. We had a flight of silver Lexus. It was like a tasting sample. To the point where I just knew Zach had That actually speaks to the Lexus customer. Three weeks. flight of Lexus. He had three weeks of... Yeah, with the best one at the end. He had three weeks of Lexus. They were all silver. To the point where I didn't even... I walked out at night and got in the ISF for the first time. and was like, well, this one sounds really loud. And then when you dip into the throttle and get the intake to open up. This one's kind of fast. And then I like got out and looked and I was like, oh, this is an F. Wow, I guess I drove an F. Cool. I hate when I see and I. it's fine to have it is totally fine to buy an IS 250, 350 F Sport because you, it actually does add some good stuff. I think they it, turn like a limited slip and they, yeah. it, it turns in really sharp and nice. But, but it's, really it is that badge on the side. You're like, oh, is that a, is that an ISF? You're like, oh no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. Oh. But, it's like the CTSV. I, either you have a CTSV or you have a CTSV underscore. Or, yeah. <laughs> or you have a, a three thirty five I or M Sport or you have an M three. Yeah. Yeah. Three thirty five though. Yeah. I think See, 335 is still fun. Yeah, I like the 335. They are, they are fast. I like, I'll be honest, I like the ATS more than the really? 335i. I know, I'm weird. I think I, I feel like I'm taking a like a, a foot in the... I'm taking a, a, crossing a line. I'm drawing a line here in a sand. You're just shilling for that fucking school you got accredited with. Oh. Shilling? Oh, yeah, that he, one. He passed a CTSV <laughs> driving academy and got his name on a certificate. Oh, good for you, man. That's, I could be bought by a certificate. That's true. When Ladies I say pass, I mean, he probably, they're like, all you have to do is improve your lap times by three seconds and you graduated. Cheers. Oh, all you Cheers. have to do is show up. Right? Basically. <laughs> no, and but seriously, and have Cadillac pay money right, for yeah. you to attend. That's yeah. proper. Hey, listen, listen. This is the dark city underbelly of auto journalism right Free here. Free yes. track time. We already talked about this coverage. school, but I, I think it's actually pretty bitching that they do this he did it out of spring mountain yeah. and they they have wagons in the fleet yeah manual wagons oh, the only yeah, racing yeah. school with manual wagons That's, yeah, spring mountain, which is great. exactly why as an auto journalist i went there because auto journalists are obsessed with wagons the whole time For though i'd be trying to drive one of the radicals because they have a whole fleet yeah. of i got a ride along in one oh, i could nice. tell the guy was driving like five tenths but it was still kind of who cool. who is it a uh, was it out of spring mountain yeah yeah at spring mountain we used to shoot a lot of our before, when they were a brand new track, they used to let Smoke and Tire come on all the time. Really? For, oh, no, but now they're owned by a coverage, book, I think, or, or partnered with. Something happened, and you know they're a little busier now, which is yeah. good. You know, maybe we got yeah. them some business, and things change. You know, yeah. so. <laughs> they, I mean, they. I've been out there. They I still actually, do favors. They're awesome. They're that's awesome. cool. I love that. And the best casino. The Pahrump Nugget. Yeah. <laughs> downtown Pahrump. Beautiful scenic downtown Pahrump. Yeah. It's Next, across the street from the Walmart. Five dollars too tired jack. to drive all the way back to Vegas. $5 blackjack. Hey, that's like half an hour, man. A whorehouse half 10 an hours away. Fucking breaking the speed limit. Yeah. Which, you should, which, you, which, you is should hard, which is very easy to do on that road and also very difficult because they're five miles down with a gun on you. Yeah. So even a V1 can't save you a right. lot of the time. Right. It is the only tool. I wish we were sponsored by them. By Mike Valentine? Yeah. He doesn't <laughs> need it because anyone who, who knows. Who has not aged in 10, 15 years? Yeah. Well, anyone who knows knows exactly. that the V1 doesn't need any advertising because it is simply I the was best. going I to get a V1 one. based on the recommendation of everyone on the smoking car. Every cars. human yeah. being on the I went into a Best Buy and I did not realize you can't buy them in stores. No, no, My trip was stores. two days later, so I bought the Passport 9500iX. It'll do it. Hey, is it the trick? Yeah. 
Is it good? I'm happy with it so far. Slow you down a little bit. The only thing it doesn't do is say, hey, it's behind you, side of you, it's yeah. front of you. Which is like really Although fucking Although once you hear the beeps, you should be slowing down anyway. The worst so. thing though is to hear the noise that makes it when you hear – because each band is a different, different tone. Laser. When you hear laser, you're like, oh, shit. You're fucked. Sometimes yeah. you get a lot of I, – I mean it's probably 20 to 1 on like false laser from weird headlights. But – I, I've gotten laser. Oh, like BMW's laser headlights like are certain, they coming out with? Cruise control. I have actually been saved by the Passport's laser detection. How so? Uh, so it, will catch, it will catch a beam bouncing off of other cars. Yeah. Really? And you got the chance to break before you got Yeah. I, I, it saved my yeah. ass, and I, was, I may have been doing over 130 stories. miles an hour. Speaking wow. of laser, I know someone who successfully defended himself against a laser claim in court. Here's how he did it. Mr. Guy, Ticket? Nope. He did it himself. He did it by himself. Joking. He did it by himself. He actually was Mr. Ticket. No, it's, it's a, a gentleman who works for Autoblog, and he likes to drive fast, and he's a really good driver. But that has nothing to do with speeding. Anybody can no. speed. So Correct. the guy who gunned him with a laser was on a motorcycle sitting, and the laser wasn't mounted. The rule is the laser has to be mounted because it's such a precise beam and just holding it with your hand. Oh, so you say, where do you mount this? And if he doesn't have it? He didn't have a mount. And so the, the judge lasered. threw it away in court. Was it, wow, because I know we've been lasered M? by motorcycles and before. And if, if it's not – because it has – what they, state? There's a pole that – California. Okay, only in California so there's, far. There's right? a there, – there's a pole they can use or they can mount that. it because because it's such a precise beam. I mean it still so did he get spreads out. out. He got out in court. Got re- yeah. Got right, but so, you want to get it thrown away on site because you don't have to make yeah, a trip. Yeah, but the cop might be like, I'll see you there. I could use the, you know, I'll see you there. Well, that's So that's this is a guy yeah, from yeah, yeah, Germany's yeah, Does his name begin with M? No comment. Okay. Well, yeah, he talked about it on Facebook, so it's fine. Yeah, Harley. Yeah. Mike Harley beat the ticket. Well, I just Sorry said M. You know, his name could be well, Mark I just said or Matt name. or Mike or, you know, there you Sorry, go. There's not a lot of M's. Michael C. Harley, yes. He's a cool guy. They don't know that. He owns a 930 Turbo, which is cool. Hey, Mike. Um, hey, Mike, if you're listening. Hi, Mike. <laughs> so, t- how about, how about well, you, um, you brought up a good point. Tickets. Let's go into speeding tickets. Well, uh, the one of the best things I've ever heard was uh, – or read, actually. It was on a Subaru forum many years ago uh, describing ways to get out of a ticket on site. Just like simple principles so that the cop feels comfortable. One, and, uh, drive faster. Therein is less likely to write you to the full extent because I've had so many roadside – Drops and stuff, you know. I'll drop a ten. I'll, I'll write you for you're right. doing this. I'll write you for this. So there's like a couple simple rules. And the first one is you roll, you pull over, roll down your windows, cabin lights on, put your hands uh, on the steering wheel, hands on the wheel with the. I like to have my license and the reg already in my hands. So right when he walks over and asks for it, you can pass it right to him. And just the fact that you're not like. Well, you be, don't argue. I hate to be a truest racialist here, but <laughs> you're not for black guys in hoodies with tints and he can't see anything. He sees everything. He's comfortable. He relaxes and you're more likely to uh, to get dropped down. See, and I feel like the cop would be like, oh, so you're a professional. Well, that, that <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Morningstar, for having your stuff ready. You've clearly done this before. <laughs> a tactic I've used a couple of times uh, since the V1 was uh, actually pull myself over before the cop even has his lights on. I almost did that. I, I got lasered at 90, like on an empty Pennsylvania road in the middle of the night. And uh, I got lasered, saw him. I, he depressed his brakes. The lights went on. He put it in gear. And I pulled myself over probably, I don't know, like a quarter mile from where I got hit. He's like, thank you. Thank you so much for not making me chase you to New York. Because <laughs> I was already going 90. So 
if you do those things, you know, you're going to get it dropped on site, maybe in court, and it just helps. See, I've always tried that, but it never works for me in New York State. But, you know, in Massachusetts, they've been pretty nice for it. I once got out of a speeding ticket just by wearing the hat from my university, which is really weird. That's that nice. Was, I, yeah, that was nice. My worst speeding ticket ever, which was a story on Hooters years worse? ago. Well, the, oh. yeah, I mean, if we I go in there, worse, might as well go do, there. And we'll do act car accidents next. Uh, yes, car accidents is next. So I was driving to Vegas on a Thursday to go to a friend's bachelor party. Hard not to speed. Thursday, and it's a long weekend. Mo- Monday's a holiday. Right. So going to Vegas for a few days. And it's the middle Too of long. the day. The road's empty to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I'm still in California, but I'm on the 15, probably past Barstow at this point, flying. Bright red M3 sedan. <laughs> flying. Yeah. A guy, a cop, I, I never used to drive with radar detectors ever, which is idiotic. Yeah. A cop is. coming in the other... Uh, so the the difference in space between both sides of the fifteen, uh, it's, it's a consistent. wide margin. Yeah. So he's coming to the other side. He they pulls get hard into way, the fellas. dirt. Yep. He was driving. He pulls hard into the dirt. Stops. Pauses. And then getting you? me. I'm, I don't know. I didn't have a detector. I didn't okay. know what he hit me with. I'm assuming he had to come to a stop. Um, and then he gets pulls in behind me. And Once I'm, you saw him make a U turn, you didn't slow down. No, because he did it really fast in, in a good ways in the distance because my bright red car was visible for a long time. Right. So he pulls around, pulls behind me. I already have my hand on the blinker. I'm yep. in the right lane. I haven't turned it on yet. He gets behind me. Lights go on. I turn it on. Comes yep. up to me. Exceedingly friendly. Very nice cop. Random. He, it had New Jersey manufacturer plates on the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, I got you at 107. Shart. I was like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he goes, do you know why I pulled you over? Of course, you don't say yes. I was speeding. You go, no, sir. I, I might have been going a little quick. You know, Maybe you can well, throw that out the, to well, gauge his attitude. The best thing to do is you, ne- you neither say yes nor no. You just say something. Oh, traffic's moving pretty quickly. Like, <laughs> right, it's not admitting guilt, right. but you're giving I was the something. only car on the road. <laughs> yeah, well, traffic was moving quickly. Or, or I was traffic. It's like, a long weekend. I have a heavy right foot. It, it, right. Doesn't, it doesn't admit to something he can right. use in court later. Like, but it, I'm like, it, literally, I have a disease. Him. My right foot is heavier than my <laughs> left, and this is discrimination. You're, you're just giving him what he wants to hear. So he pulls up. I explain. He asks about why it has German, uh, not German, why it has Jersey plates, uh, why I have a California driver's license, why there's. Uh, and I explain to him, like, it's a press car, it's this yeah. and that. Yeah. I write it. He's like, oh, and he, he just, he was always nice the whole time. But then he's like, he's like, how did it handle it at speed? <laughs> he actually said that. And I said, great until I saw you. And he laughed. He's like, maybe your boss will pay for it. I was like, no. What did he write you, though? No. Way down. 107. Oh. No, actually, Fuck. he didn't write, oh, he didn't write me. That. He didn't write me for 107 over 70 because that would be. No, you'd get arrested. The ticket yeah. is just a fine called exceeding 100. Oh, so he could have arrested you, but he didn't. So How much was he got the because they Out there on the 15, they They're don't. They just get you and release you. Get you and release you. So the, yeah. the shitty part this is like a was, so now I, I, so for the next 20 minutes, I did that thing where I'm like Can't go driving back. 10 under because I'm so mad at myself because I know the ticket's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And then a Z06 vet goes by. And you're like, like, you set fall. the pace, downshift. Ooh, and I took yeah. that last corner, you know, the last corner into Vegas. I took it. Fast, fast, fast. I'm not going to tell fast, you the exact speed, fast. but it was, it was, it was, it was fast. So I get the ticket in the mail and all that stuff. The sh- the shitty part was I had to go to Barstow for court. Oh, yeah, which geez. is 
middle of nowhere. Well, I drove to Phoenix for my worst. How'd you do? Oh, that's impressive. Uh, I, I didn't know what to expect, but the person right in front of me had the same offense. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy's rattling off shit quick because it's traffic court. Yeah. And uh, he goes, blah, blah, blah. How do you plead? She goes, guilty. He says, this is fine. And you and we'll give you a payment plan. It's like, all right, great. It wasn't so, a plea bargain? It was just guilty or not? No, no. I said, yeah. I, he said, uh, it, it, the fine was $861 for so one offense. Right, yeah. But they let me pay it off at fifty bucks a month for no interest. I was like, "Well, free money, you know. It's not free money, but yep. let's uh, let's money. do that." It was, and we. I had a guess my fine contest on Hooniverse, and whoever got closest got a T-shirt. And one person was like three dollars off. Huh. My mine is a, a uh, what I got. I got a racing on the highway in Arizona while on Bull Run. Oh, and you know how Bull Run starts? It's thirty cars, and the the you get your route card, and people drive like fucking animals for the first half hour. I mean, we, we start at 9 and 10 in the morning, so we're going through kind of busy highways. Right. And uh, they get like 20 to 30 911 calls immediately. Oh, so then a, and a half hour after we start, the cops are like basically all over yeah. the route. So uh, the guy who pulled us over said it took him 18 miles to catch up to us. Oh, my God. Because we were you know, cruising at like 110, 120. Where were you which in? Which is totally safe. Uh, GT500. Okay. And then um, – we slowed down to eighty or ninety because we, you know, that's how it works. You go fast in the beginning, and you're like, you slow yeah, down. Yeah, we should and, relax. Unless you're trying to win the stage, you, right. you relax. So he caught up and he pulled over four of us, and just came to the car and was like, "Keys from everybody." He grabbed the keys from everybody, all the license and everything. He wrote everybody uh, racing on the highway, which is like a misdemeanor Holy violation. Crap. How did they pull we, over able more to, than one car at a time? Anyway, uh, loudspeaker. You, you pat. He you pass. He passes. Points at you. Right, because <laughs> he's so plus you kind of know right? you know, and then he goes to he catches up to the next eighteen guy. miles everyone's, is a long. Everyone slows down when they see one in the rear. So right. then he passed, and he got like four, and then at an exit, put on the lights. We had the lights on the whole time, and just kind of slows down, kind of blocking it, and then you know you're going, you know what you did, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Right. But um, uh, we beat it because the ticket was for racing on the highway, and they had assumed that we were all in like a. A race, and I, I went to. Uh, I didn't have to go to court. Actually, just was able to hand it with DA assistance. That really, bull run is not a racing event. There's right. no prize for the first person. It's more like a social event mixed it's with a, a treasure hunt. Tour, yeah. I mean, and did you, that, and you beat treasure it? hunt? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. We got it. I got a drop down like a speeding ticket. What would the fine have been? Do you know? Uh, the fine's not never the issue. It's always your license. Right, right. That's right. the issue. Yeah. How um, much was the speeding ticket? I think it was only 300 bucks or something like okay. that. Dude, I shit $500 tickets, or I used to. My, my record's good now, but I used to pay <laughs> $6,000 a year for insurance. Jesus, my record's oh, I've probably had 15 good. to 20 is finally speeding tickets. That's impressive. Yeah. I, had a, I had one speeding ticket in Massachusetts, like unverified, on, not even on radar. The guy just wanted to like go from another one town to another to pull me over in front of my house right before I was about to leave for London in 2010. And it was a hundred dollar fine, and it gave me like two points on my license. Was this and your worst finally one? Finally came off. No, this is my worst. This is my last one. <laughs> uh, this is my give, last one. Give yeah. us your quick worst ticket. That would be my first ticket. It was I got pulled over because I wanted to drive from the school I was going to to my house back in like high school, and take a nap for an hour. And I got pulled over, tried to get around a truck to my exit at eighty-seven miles an hour in my mom's ninety-six Nissan Sentra, and I was Impressive. freaking out. Was it an S E R? 
It was down. It was downhill. Could you it chirp was downhill. third? Downhill. Yeah. <laughs> I was great sure. at shifting. One of my favorite. So I have, I have two quick ticket stories because we keep going, and then we'll, we'll get so to much. accidents. But I have two quick ticket stories. You didn't finish it. Started. That was it. No, I'm sorry. There's a whole aspect of this thing. All right. So anyway, continue. Is it only an 87 in a what? 87 in a 65 downhill, and they always pull you over at the bottom of the downhill. Yeah. That's your worst ticket. Well, it's the fastest. I don't. I don't drive. You know, I haven't been pulled over. Like I usually get pulled over for like eighty one, eighty two. In you like sure? New York State. You're an automotive journalist. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not an asshole. Anyway, so my <laughs> so my dad my dad fights the ticket. He pays this. He pays this guy in downtown Worcester like two hundred bucks to fight the ticket for me. And I go down there and he's like, "All right, listen, hey buddy, buddy, just don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. I'll, I got I got this entire thing fine." So it's my cousin to, Vinny. Hey, this is my cousin. Like, I know this guy, right? So we go down to uh, we go down to the courthouse, the Worcester State Courthouse, and um he goes and he's like, "Okay, you wait right out." here. He goes inside, talks to a mass state trooper. Please tell me he comes out dejected. No, no, no ten minutes later he comes out. Sorry, Blake. Ten minutes later he comes out and he literally says he says, oh, they lost the paperwork to your ticket so you don't have a ticket. Period. That, that that's works. amazing. Yeah. That's but what, he still that's had to pay me 200 bucks for literally asking the guy Yeah, but he, he might have made the them lose the paperwork. It's a kickback oh, system. Well, well, kickback. Know, this is Worcester. So right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Kickback. It's all kickback. My ticket, one of my, my favorite ticket. tickets is Massachusetts as well. Right. Uh, in college, I was driving on Christmas night down to Rhode Island in my uh, – that was in my Z. That was in my old 85Z. And somebody blows past me on the highway and I was like – like really, I'm cruising at 8085, and somebody rockets past me. So I'm curious, I'm like, just what kind of car it was. Who is this guy? So I downshift, get in the left oh, lane, go faster and I'm than trying. Me. I'm trying to catch up, trying to catch up. Just taillights evaporating in the distance. It's like shit. I'm not going to catch this person. So I, I'm like, all right, I'll just back off. Uh, and I, as soon as I look up to consider changing lanes, there's a cop on my bumper with his lights on, and I was like, oh. <laughs> emotionless, always, emotionless. Always the guy in the back gets on caught. Christmas Eve. That's why you gotta go fast. It was, it was like ninety and a fifty-five or a sixty-five. I fast forward to court. I, I was in college, had no money. This is the ticket end was like three hundred and fifty bucks. That's that's your your budget for the semester. Exactly. Yeah. I go to court. It's traffic court. There's a guy. A few. There's a the guy directly before my case is heard. Goes on to this rambling defense of of just. BS and crap and lies and the judge is not believing what he says. The right. courtroom starts laughing at him. <laughs> I forget exactly what I forget exactly what he was saying, but the judge is basically like the judge has been nice all day, right. uh, which is nice for traffic court. Right. He said, you know, he says screw whatever. The, I believe the cop pay the fines, blah blah. blah and the right. guy storms out, so it's my turn to get up. Okay, I start off by repeating everything that that guy just said, and the whole courtroom is in tears laughing. It's one of my favorite court experiences ever because I've had a few <laughs> and the judge laughs he laughs nice. and I go seriously though I'm in college this is a lot of money I can't really afford this he's like well he has you on radar and it's verified I can't reduce the fine but I can give you more time to pay it he goes how much do you need I go can I have three months he goes I'll give you six and I nice. was like coolest judge ever but my second one is a little more daring I'm in Rhode Island now this was back Actually, shit, it was still probably the Z, it was probably the Z or the Prelude. You're not going to drink that beer? <clears throat> not yet. i got to go somewhere after this. Okay. So I'm driving. The speed limits in Rhode Island are practically negative numbers. Yeah. Um, and I was driving to go meet my then-girlfriend, now-wife's parents for dinner. Everything in Rhode Island has Indian names for all the – like Mesquamacit and this and that. Like Quahog. Yeah, which actually is a real killed town. A, I killed him a you. <laughs> So I'm flying down Should the road, and almost how like you saw the cops hit his brakes, this cop hit a spotlight on me. 
Oh, they on, do that sometimes. They'll the flash the you or turn he on their lights want, for a second. He hit it. He actually had the like the spotlight on to the window slow here. You he probably wanted just me to, to scare slow down. the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, it, it works. I yeah. downshifted and went. And what? I downshifted and hit the gas when he hit the spotlight on me. I said, "Fuck it, no." Uh, and I and so I see him do it because there's a couple spots to do U turns on this Rhode Island rural uh, highway. Uh, and I go, 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 and I get far enough ahead of him so I'm going to hit one of those U turns. And I slow down, slow down, slow down, hit a patch of sand and slide for a second, and then catch it and U-turn. go around the turn. And then he's right behind me, and I pull over. He gets out really, really calm. He's like, did you just try to run from me? I go, no, sir. I didn't even see you. I'm trying. That's always I have my Massachusetts plates in Rhode Island. I'm actually yeah. late for dinner with my girlfriend's parents, and I, I know the town I'm going to, and it, it, this wasn't it. Why'd but you I'm flip like, a bitch? Because I was trying to. I was going to like hit a side street and turn the lights off. And well, do well, what that's what he's going to say. If you're go- you knew where you're going, why? No, that's <laughs> the thing. I said I, I, I'm, I'm looking for Misqua. I'm like purposely pronouncing the town wrong. He's okay. like, oh, you're looking for Misquam kid? I was like, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. He goes, all right. He gave me a fifty dollars speeding ticket. That was it. Boom. That's good. That's good luck there. Yes, it was also very dumb. Yeah. An eighty-seven. I think it was my no, eighty-seven what were you prelude. Are you thinking? It was horrible with the pop headlights. So the pop headlights would have been like, shoo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> lose so much speed because of that. Actually, he had one pop up headlight open. The other one was off. Yeah. Because this is an eighty-seven prelude. Actually, back when I had my Z, I did the half pop up light yeah. mod. Yeah. You pull a Ooh. fuse and they only come up halfway, and then like it looks cool at the That's time. That's badass. <laughs> yeah, Slimline, aerodynamic. Eyelids. Yeah. So eyelids. speeding though. Lends itself to talking about crashing. And yeah. Mr. Mr. Morningstar. Mr. Crash. Star. You've had some good ones. You recently had an amazing one. I had a I had a movie <laughs> style crash on the highway. But uh I think I think we have to preface it with my previous accidents before we realize well, we're gonna build how, up. how I handled it. Yeah. My, okay. my first one was when I was sixteen. And uh truthfully, I was going to pick up my little brother for church. Oh, actually. Geez. And I uh, was kind of lost, and I ran a stop sign, and I got hit by a cop in an SUV with a push bar. Fantastic. So I went through it probably at 20 miles an hour, and he hit me because he was on like a 30-mile-an-hour small street. So he hit hit my parents' Volvo, spun me like 180, and before I even – And he drove re- off because it was a Volvo. <laughs> I could have drove that thing away, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, before I even realized what had happened, he'd already pulled my door open and was yelling at me. He was yelling at you? Yelling at me. Oh, they shouldn't give kids your age. Blah, blah, blah. What an ass. It was, you damn kids. He hit simple you. Mistakes. And he's yelling at you. My mistake. Oh, was your mistake? I, I ran a stop sign. Oh, I, I didn't hear that part. I'm sorry. I was in a neighborhood lost and kind of like rushing. And Got I, you. I didn't see it. I saw it, but I, could, I knew I couldn't stop. But it was you, too, it was you, too you late. didn't see it. It was too late. <laughs> When you're getting deposed, there's a big difference between seen, understood, acknowledged. Like, that's what lawyers do. They fuck with you. They're very good at that stuff. And uh, the second one was when I totaled my only car I've ever owned. It was a 2000 2.5 RS Subaru. Silverthorn. Oh, the round had a bug eye one. Beautiful, beautiful, awesome car. Drove like shit. So much fun. I just uh, messed up a, a downshift at like 90 miles an hour. Um, and there was there was an off ramp near my town. I I would always go fast only on uh, on ramps and off ramps because uh-huh. you have walls. There aren't people around. Right. There are turns, so you can kind of right. like build a mini racetrack and like sure. a couple little turns, and you could practice. So I would always exit the highway at like a hundred and. 10 to 120 right. when I when I pass and giggle past the side that says like 55 or <laughs> 40 and there was this long uphill braking section oh I did, perfect I messed up a downshift and popped a curve and then and basically uh, the wall at like 40 ooh, uh, toast totally fine uh, and then uh, recently yeah this is the big one this is the biggest accident I've ever been in you gotta tell the car ever um, we were supposed to go skiing this is less than two weeks ago 
I was supposed to go skiing, so I rented a Dodge Journey for the four of us to drive up. Majestic to the vehicle. My girlfriend and another couple. And uh, I was like 20 miles from home on the 105. You're behind the wheel. Right? I'm driving. Okay. 20 miles from home on the 105. and So you're like by the 710 or the 605? Right, it happened right before the 710. Okay. Um, it was traffic for the first, I don't know, most of the drive. And it just opened up, and we're in the HOV lane, far left. There's two cars in front of us. Someone I think someone was behind me. We're all going speed limit-ish, whatever the right. traffic was doing. I don't really remember looking. Nobody was nobody speed or anything. And then I just got hit hard in the rear. And Jeez. Uh, less, I mean, it was like whack, whack. And the second whack was my car hitting the wall. Uh, it got, there was no like spin, slide, catch, like any of that bullshit. Yeah, no time to react. No time. I don't even think I took my foot off the gas to put it to the brake before I was already hitting the center concrete right. divider. So the car hit it at maybe like a 45. All that energy lifted the rear. It did like two or three flips. Jesus Maybe ten Christ. seconds of rolling and f- rolling Fuck. and flipping. Uh, we were sliding on the roof for a while. Oh. Uh, was everyone screaming? You don't hear screams. You only hear the sound. You only know if you've been in a serious car accident. Which nope, is just I the, haven't. The pounding, metal and glass. Pounding. It's you don't hear glass flakes. It's just like whack, come on, whack bags. Let me burst live some Michael Bay, J.J. Abrams fantasies, like the glass and like <laughs> brilliant lighting, slow and motion, just, lots of lens flares. It's just like big, big whacks of like metal and, and plastic and and shit hitting. It sounds like a, I don't know, popping headphone or some, something. You can't you can't really. Explain right. it or record right, right, right. it ever as you experience it. But I'm flipping in the air, holding onto the wheel kind of loosely. And since I've been in all these accidents and have all this racing experience, I'm actually like completely with it and like realizing right. flipping. Like, right. Calm down. I'm okay. I'm relaxed. I, I remember bouncing around. I'm holding onto the wheel. Halfway through the flipping endeavor, which maybe lasted six or seven seconds or something, I'm like, wow, we're flipping pretty bad. This is gnarly. And then we were still flipping, and during all – time kind of slows down. I remember thinking, we flipped a bunch, but we didn't hit anything. We're going to be okay. Like, I'm, I'm still upside down. Right. I'm like, this isn't a – this <laughs> Upside down your street. Cool. Like, yeah, this. This, this isn't <laughs> like we stopped and I'm knocked out. Like, if we haven't hit something major, we're going to be okay. And then ended up sliding for a while on the roof, and then it landed uh, on the wheels again. So wow. it slid for a while on the roof and then kick-flipped – and you're on the Landed wheels. on the wheels. That's right. crazy. Properly. And the roof luckily. held up and everything. Obviously, you uh, still have your head well, on your shoulders. I, yeah, I do. Did you there get was, the there insurance? There definitely other injuries. I always get all the insurances <laughs> all the time, and I've been saying it for years. And, you know, each I, – I wrote my initials four times for all of the coverages they offered. Each one of those letters I put is probably now worth $50,000. Absolutely. In losses I would have suffered now, because of this accident. the person who hit you stopped – the the thing is the I got hit so hard from behind I didn't really see the person. Oh. And uh, afterwards, there was only one other car on the scene, and he had damage on his left side. Right. And I was like, "Can't be him. Uh, no damage on the front of his car." Like, I don't, who who hit me? Where's the other car? I'm asking him. Like, where is it? What happened? Dude, what'd you see? Blah blah blah. And he's like, "I don't know. I don't know anything." He's a sole driver, right? He has no other people. If he was involved with the accident. Why was he in the HOV? You know, if I yeah. hit him while I was spinning, that's why I kept saying, "Did I hit you while I was flipping? What what happened? Why is your?" He's like, down? "Yeah, that 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 sounds good. <laughs> that's <laughs> but, a great story." But then, why were you in the HOV lane uh, if you're alone in your car? Right, you're not. Right. So, it took me about twenty eight twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty four hours or so to realize that yeah. this kid lost control at like a hundred and literally slid into. Young kid. Me. Yeah. 
And he uh, just ran off. 3.30. I, I remember from that night looking and seeing like exhaust tips or something. So it was like a 3.30 D-badge that kind of maybe was supposed to look like an M or something. So it, t- it takes you a while to process all sure, this. Absolutely. So now we're just waiting to see if the if the police did their job in, yeah. in assessing that. And, and I, have, and I have photos of where he hit me on the car. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be right at the level of his, uh, like, door beam. Right. You know, and it's, it's, bla- it's black marks. His car's right. black. And, so. and, I mean, I know there, was, there, were, there were some injuries. But, yeah, everybody, yeah. but everybody's all right. Everybody's going to heal. They're going to have right. to, you know, the one girl was pretty bad, but she's going to have to yeah. be at home for a couple of weeks. But she's going to make – everyone should make full recovery, which right. is so any, lucky. Any broken limbs or uh, – A rib. Okay. Yeah. A couple well, other broken bones. A vertebrae. Two vertebrae. Um, but she's, she's going to recover. seat belts. Right. Yeah. They weren't wearing well, their seat That's why I know. Everybody was wearing their oh, okay. seat belts. Right. So <laughs> thankfully. But the Dodge Journey actually, Surprisingly. It, it, it did pretty well. But you know, a, a midsize SUV, when it hits a wall, where's that energy going? You're not going to spin. It lifts. The, you hit a wall at a 45 degree angle. That's why angle, everybody should have wagons. The rear lifts. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you go again. <laughs> you enter a fucking uncontrollable ball of metal spinning and flipping. And that's insane. My girlfriend was was hurt. She had stitches and staples in her head and stuff. But she's Yeesh. gonna she she's gonna she's be all right, though. So just as beautiful as she was before. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a <laughs> get out of here, Nino. Movie style wreck. And uh, there should never be anything like that ever. Yeah. Again. No kidding. Jesus. No. So uh, if I ever crash hard again, I'm I'm gonna be. Absolutely, in a roll cage, in a harness, in a race right. car. Well, that's I mean, the only if you get time the GT3, when that it comes with a roll cage. So, yeah, <laughs> if you're good to go, so if I that's, that's the only way right? should ever get an accident that hard. Dodge Dream should come with a roll cage. I told JF afterwards. I called like my parents. I called JF because I knew he was going to hear about shit, and uh, I was like, "Yeah, JF, at least uh, you know." You, By the way, he's, you, speaking, he's talking about his boss, JF Musial. Oh, uh, JF Musial from the he video production car world. If you watch videos on the internet, yeah, everything uh, on Drive is JF. Yeah, basically. Um, and then a whole lot more. He, uh, I was like, dude, I got this crazy wreck. This, this can't happen again. Like, no one, there's no way I'll ever be in a rollover. That's someone else's fault ever again. And I don't drive crazy on the street anymore. And he's like, uh, I was like, oh, you can't get struck by a lightning twice. Like, this will never happen. He's like, like a plane crash. It can't happen twice. He's like, David Coulthard was in two plane crashes. I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was? I never knew that. That's that, crazy. There's a story about a Japanese guy that got nuked in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That's an amazing story. The lightning story. strike yeah. guy he sur- survived. No, he got nuked. No, he got nuked in World War II. He was there for Hiroshima and, and Nagasaki. And he went to Nagasaki and got nuked again. And he lives to be about 93 or Let's something. Let's get his He's actually a wizard. Well preserved. He's a yeah. wizard. Uh, that's, I'm trying to think if I have any as good crashes. Um, but I have but we shouldn't end on a crash. I know. I don't want to end on a crash. You can't compare with my stories. <laughs> That's pretty spectacular, though. I don't. I mean, I don't know where to go from there. Well, um, let's talk about a guy oh. that never crashed because I met a guy. There you go. It's who, you. Uh, <clears throat> well, besides me, I've never been in a serious accident like that. I, f- I fender bended a gun in a 405. Yeah. But um, no, I met a guy the other day who was uh, who has a 1978 Datsun 280Z, and he has 700,000 miles on it. Original motor. Original motor. Original transmission. Original transmission. That's Nothing wild. changed except clutch, fluids, every every hose. You, you kind of have to do that. And he's really driving it every day. Yeah. 
He I loves love his Z cars. cars. His car looks cars. like such a friggin' Mad Max beater. It's got a big ass roof rack on the top. It's got like a bike rack on it. There's like holes drilled in through the front fenders and the hood because you know he had to pull out some dents. It's got one like, owner car. One owner car. <laughs> yeah, he bought it. First he, owner put thirty thousand on it. Second <laughs> no, guy went a little further. He bought it at thirty thousand miles in nineteen seventy eight. Three. 3,000 miles. Okay. Yeah. He bought Minty. Yeah, he bought it. Super Mint off a lease, and then Minty he bought it, crash. and then he's just driven it all around here. And it's great. He used to work at Peterson Publishing as a photographer. He's cool. His name's Ralph. I can't imagine having it. I mean, that's amazing that he has that car with that original motor. And it shows that if you take care of your cars. Right. Do you know how attached he is to that car? Uh, that he, Brings up a sobering He probably story. touches that car inappropriately in his garage. He's Rob, touched every surface of that car inappropriately. Rob Freddy's Super Speeders. We bought a pinto for five hundred dollars and the idea was gonna Lemons? wreck this car oh okay. no wreck it like just crash it in the other car and the owner's like oh you're gonna love it like they're oh, so attached no. to this car they were kind of you know it was their daily for so long oh you're gonna love it this is the little things here and there like take care of it enjoy guys enjoy. and you still crush anyway because and you guys are bastards yeah we're like uh standing the whole time like we're gonna fucking set this car on fire and they crash didn't see the you other. do that though. no no, no. Oh, okay. but we're just like feeling for them like they right. only knew the that car sucks. was gonna die within the next 12 hours Oh. Maybe the same day. I don't oh, know. Oh, you guys are bastards. It's like killing a puppy. No, it was killing a puppy. It's like you might as well kill a pinto. puppy. It's it was Still, you know, people, people love puppies are worth pacers. Way, puppies are worth way more than pintos. I don't know, man. If book. you really like your pinto. Hey, you ever read the book, I Didn't Know Pigs Would Die? The guy always really loved his pig. Seriously. <laughs> I read Charlotte's Web once, so yeah, I don't same know. Same thing. Same well, thing. I ate a bacon, egg, and cheese once. Yeah, it's just true. Me too. Um, you know what? I think we've had our fill of crashes tonight. I think we've had our, our mediocre fill of beer. You never can get enough speeding. We'll bring that stuff up yeah, again. This is some good beer. Um, we've had our fill of Geneva for sure. Now we've got to look forward to New York. And I think that is the end of episode four of the podcast. Yeah. Mr. Morningstar, Tom, as it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for bringing for beer when you beans. record a podcast uh, in my house. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Uh, what about Carlos? a big thank you to Chris? Chris, Chris is the Chris. unsung hero. Chris is the, uh, for, we haven't mentioned Chris He's yet on the sung. podcast. I don't think actually by uh, name. Just just briefly when you said when you mentioned I was Chris speaking, Hayes uh, is our a producer and he's doing a kick ass job. So yes, thank Hayes you very data. much. HayesData.com, flashlight.com, MrTicket.com. Those are shout engine Chris's life. No, the shout one engine you up is shoutengine.com. If you're going to do podcast hosting, uh, if yep. you need it, if you want analytics on it, if you want to do ad sales, head over there. That's where Hooniverse is being hosted. Listen to that man. And and on to bigger and better things for Shout Engine. Uh, yes. Yes. More, Stay more tuned. developments to come. Stay tuned. Blake, as always, my co-host, my partner in crime, thank you very much for bringing delicious Belgian beer. First time ever bringing good beer. I appreciate yeah, that. I try. I try. <laughs> don't ever fuck up a <laughs> No, time. you don't. You don't <laughs> try. You, That's the problem. This time no, you next try. Time, next time I'm going to bring some Palomino. Then you can't give me shit about it. That's true. I can't. But yeah. So fuck right. you. I'll bring some um, Palomino. We'll, we'll see you guys next week. Take it easy. Good night. <laughs>